Hey, this is Ash Cash. Welcome to another awesome episode of the Ash Cash Show with Ash Cash and Mr. Shiba Jones and my man D. West. We are excited about the show that we have today. We have PK Kersey from That Suits You. He is talking about the new project, Suited for Success, and he has bought some powerhouses with him. You do not want to miss this show. Get a pencil, get a paper, a pen, a pad, write some notes, get some tissue because you might cry a little bit, but this is a powerful show. Tune in. This is Ash Cash. Let's do it. WHCR 90.3 FM, New York. I ain't talking about rich. I'm talking about wet, wet, wet. Money ain't a thing. Money ain't a thing. Money in the bank. Money in the bank. We can talk, but money talk. So talk money. Ash cash show. 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 Ash cash 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 show. You are now tuned in to the Ash Cash Show, your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money right. Happy Friday, my blessed and highly favored. Welcome to the day you continue to realize how special your life is and why you should give thanks every day for being you. Today's daily word is dedicated to accepting your blessings. They say the things that you are currently taking for granted, someone else is praying for. Sometimes we get so comfortable and used to the good life that we don't take the time to realize how good it really is. We are ambitious and want more out of life, but in doing so, don't be ungrateful for the gifts and opportunities that you are currently having in your life. The good, the bad, the ugly, the trials, the tribulations, and the obstacles, they all serve as stepping stones for the greatness that you are. Life is like an all-you-can-eat buffet. You can have anything you want, but you first have to finish what is currently on your plate before you can have seconds. Appreciate all that you have right now, and that gratitude will open the door for more abundance. As Oprah Winfrey once said, you can have it all, just not all at once. Live life with a grateful heart and take all that you deserve. Have your cake and eat it too. Accept your blessings. I'll leave you with a couple of quotes and the first one's by Jeff Dixon and it says, sometimes we focus so much on what we don't have that we fail to see, appreciate, and use what we do have. Next quote by Charles Dickens, and it says, Reflect upon your present blessings, of which every person has many, not on your past misfortunes, of which all people have some. And last but not least, which is an unknown quote, and it says, Each new day greets us with no rules except for the rules we place on them. Greet this new day with open arms and endless possibilities. And speaking of open arms... We got the four foot eleven marketing maven in the building, Mr. Seba Jones. Yes. Yo, you see, uh, oh, but it was radio, so they can't see that you actually have a shirt with open arms. Yo, you see, what I, yo, I'm quick. Yeah, I'm quick with that. But <laughs> what? No, I mean, cause you're like, speaking of open arms. Okay. No, I, I went like that. Like, hey. no, I was like when I looked over. At first, I was gonna say breaking <laughs> rules, but I was like, nah. You know what I, mean? I was just gonna say endless possibilities. Oh, that's true. I did that. I could, that was a good. Segue that was a too. perfect segue. But, but. My mind was quick because you got a shirt with no arms. Your shirt don't got no arms. So, open all right, whatever. Okay. Mr. Seba Jones. <laughs> Super excited to be here. As always, for Brand New Money, I wanted to talk about creating an experience for your audience and for your consumer. Oftentimes, we are so fixated on creating the product, creating the service, that we forget about how we want to present it to those people we hope um, will purchase and appreciate it. So, when you are creating your product services, regardless if it's a book, clothing, food, whatever the service may be. Remember, you are dealing with human beings. You are not dealing with apps. You are not dealing with profile pics or hashtags. These are real human beings that are exchanging their hard-earned money for your product. So take think about 
how you present your product to them. And when you engage with them, think about how you want them to feel when they are with you and even after they leave your presence. No, absolutely. I, I agree with that a thousand percent because a lot of times, especially in this tech, technical technological uh, space of technology, people forget that your customers are real people and you want to make sure that you address them as such. And even with that, you can't have really, really dope, cool, warm and fuzzy posts. And then when they meet you, they're like, really? That's true. Yo, yo, you <laughs> so know, we you have know, to take though. that in mind. We have to keep no, that in but mind. You, but you know, it's so crazy. <laughs> it's so true because. Yo, I, I've met people like online, they got a dope personality and I meet them and I'll be like, is this really? Yo, you, you sure you such and like, such? I like your emojis like, like, oh, better oh, than right. you. <laughs> like, like you really, this is really you. Yeah, that's true. That's true. All right. So we have a, a powerful show. We're going to take a quick music break. When we come back, we're going to come back with some powerful men who are doing some great work in the community. Uh, you know, one is a friend to the room. They're all friends to the room, but one is a, you know, guest that's been here before. But we are excited about, uh, you know, this show because, you know, we, we want to help you get suited for success. And you'll understand what that means because success is not only in your actions, but, you know, it's it's how you carry yourself. It's, it's, it's your swagger. It's your, you know, it's how you move. And so we're going to talk about that. Uh, but, you know, we'll be back. This is Ash Cash, Mississippi Jokes. Ash Cash Show. You're now tuned into the financial motivator himself. Ash Cash. Mr. Mind Right Money Right. Money Right. Ah, DNA. I got, I got, I got, I got, I got, I got power in the studio that's in our DNA. Yo, what if I just start freestyling like? All right. <laughs> you, you would do that. We are back to ask. I got, I got, I got, I got shit. No, 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 no. Right. We're gonna. We are back to Ash Cash Show every Friday, 7 p.m. WACR 90.3 FM, New York. The voice of Harlem with Ash Cash and Mr. Shima Jones. All right. Achieving success is a deep-seated desire that burns within every human being. However, many people struggle to attain it because there is no roadmap. But what if? There were markers to help you along your journey. What if there were an honest and empowering guide offering life-changing solutions for reaching your zenith? Well, we have suited for success. This is a guide that you will receive the sage advice of 25 bold men who have taken their fate into their own hands and are helping the next generation rise. The curation of entrepreneur and author P.K. Kersey. The stories in the book are a testament that no matter where you start, what challenges you face, or how hard it seems, success is possible. Written for those who want to win by men who are winning, this book will equip you with the tools and motivation you need to chart your own course of success. Ladies and gentlemen, we have three of the powerful 25 men in the building. Round of applause for our guests. All right, and so, and so we're going to first start with Brother PK. You know, please introduce yourself. Who are you? Um, and then we'll go around the room, and then we want to we want to jump in to suit it for success. Understanding the genesis of it, understanding you know why it's important, why you guys do it, why you think people care about your stories, like all of that good stuff. But we're gonna start with you, PK in the building. Hey, what's going on? Thank you for having me. Thank you guys for inviting me back. I'm very excited yes. to be here. Um, I'm just happy to be back. My name is PK Kersey. I'm the founder of That Suits You, and um, actually had the vision to start write this book, Suited for Success. But once again, thank you for having me and I'll yes. let the guys introduce themselves. Yes. Good evening. My name is Stephen Eugene Carter. I'm the senior pastor of Mount Arid Church of Brooklyn, New York, and I'm honored to be a part of this book. Thanks to, to my brother, P.K. Kersey, and thank you for allowing us to be here on this evening. Appreciate you. Good evening. My name is Aaron Sean Jenkins. I'm the founder of Restoring Community Excellence Group. Um, I'm one of the co-authors on this book, Suited for Success. I've been afforded a great opportunity with P.K., and i um, figured I'd jump right into it. Awesome. No, it sounds good. So, PK. Yes, sir. 
All right, so so you you know you've been doing you know great work in the community, or or, or, or talk a little bit about the work that you do in the community. All right, first of all, you look very sharp. I appreciate it. <laughs> yo, I could yo. True story, true story, true story. And brother Steve could could, could attest to it. I was I was comfortable, man. I had my Jordan basketball shorts on, but then I thought about. It, I said, man, brother PK's coming in the building. He's always man, suited I to the, the same design. thing, man. Oh, and man. so and so, I was like, there's no way. I'm gonna be among this man's presence, Come on, and 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 not and not. But I thought you was gonna stay casual and help me out, man. <laughs> nah, brother. I mean, nah, you let, man. You just threw me to the wind. Yeah, right? nah, I mean. man. I said, I said, man. Right. I said, better luck next time, Steve. <laughs> be, be on your job, Steve. <laughs> Appreciate yeah. you, brother. Yeah. So, um, actually, I uh, worked for actually the state for over 25 years, Department of Motor Vehicles. You know, doing that, working and uh, interviewing a lot of guys for work. And if you notice, people that go to motor vehicle, you'll see that is predominantly females mm -hmm. about 70 percent females 30 percent males and one of the reason is when i used, we used to do interviews a lot of guys would come to the interview and they weren't dressed properly mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we found out two main reasons they weren't dressed properly one they didn't know how important it was to wear suits to an interview mm -hmm. surprisingly and number two they couldn't afford it you know because mm -hmm. suits can be expensive so um me and my brother, we founded that Suits You, a nonprofit organization where we collect suits and ties and we give them to men who need them for this particular reason and teach them how to tie ties, teach them how to wear a suit, how to take care of a suit. And we found out when we did that, their confidence grew. Mm -hmm. They felt better about themselves. And so they started getting jobs. They started because, you know, I'm from Brooklyn. I, most of these guys are from Brooklyn. If you're not going to if you can't get that job at DMV, if right. you can't if people keep telling, you no. Guess what? You're going to do something to get money some way. You're going right. to do something. And right. a lot of times they wound up being negative ways mm -hmm. with the, the prison, uh, the, the school, the prison pipeline. A lot mm -hmm. of guys went to prison. So we found this kind of helps them to gain confidence mm -hmm. to go into that interview. When we put the jacket, a suit jacket on mm -hmm. a guy for the first time, yeah. mm -hmm. his face, his, it lights up. It's like mm -hmm. Christmas. That, that It's like it's like a, addictive when I see that reaction because mm -hmm. that's how I reacted. Yeah. I didn't have a, a, a suit at one point and a gentleman your uncle, right. Pastor Sparks, he mm -hmm. gave me a suit and, you know, it like changed my whole demeanor. Yep. So that same, I bottled that feeling I had yep. and me and my brother, and we give that to these guys as well. And they have that same feeling mm -hmm. when they learn how to tie a, um, a Windsor knot for the first time. Like, you know, they fumbling with it. Not knowing, Then after, you know, after a few tries, now they mastered a Windsor knot. Mm -hmm. yep. It's, 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 it's an awesome feel. Flash out to me, I got a double Windsor, you know what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> right now. So. And, it's, and, it, and, then so, and so when, when, when you, uh, you know, fast forward to, right. you know, doing this great work. And, and, when, and when I say great work, like it's really some great life-changing work that you're doing with that suits you. Appreciate that. Um, you now say, man, I want, I, want to, I want to take this to another level. Correct. Correct. It's, it's, it's how, you know, you start out with one vision mm -hmm. or something that you want to do. You're not even thinking about really a big picture all the time. And then something else happens and you're like, wow, this door opens up. I've learned never to turn down mm -hmm. opportunities. Sometimes it seems like, oh, that, I don't see how that can work for me. Yeah. But then I realized that it does work. So this was this idea, suited for success, came from the that Suchi movement. Mm -hmm. And really, I was part of a, a, a um, Shade Adu. She has this uh, collaboration where she went out and she got. She said, "Listen, I need people to come and be a part of this book." Mm -hmm. So I jumped on it, mm -hmm. jumped out the window. And when I, after I jumped, I found out it was eleven women, and I was the only guy on it. <laughs> <laughs> so it was cool, you know. I was the only guy. But I said, "Listen, that's this is awesome. Right. I'm in this." project because mm -hmm. so i can see that i can bring guys can do this you know you you on face social media right, a lot right, you on right. social media a lot you always see women empowerment yes. women conferences yes. we're all the women out this week yeah essence, essence fest. fest so yeah. they it means all, yeah, all these women yeah all these women things and i said it's got to be let's these uh men we've got to uh caption this collaboration uh process because mm -hmm. that's so powerful mm -hmm. and so i put the call out and guys answered it and right. and and this is a result of that suited for success and mainly s just sharing their story mm -hmm. it's a, you know it's talking about suited for success a play on words suited for success right. that suits you clothing right. but more importantly suited for success what tie of tribulation did you have to go through mm. what suit of challenges mm. did you have to go through what obstacles of uh, dress socks did mm. you have so it's yeah, suited yeah. for success but more so the internal suit mm. so i mean and when you read these stories i mean i'm crying and wow. laughing yeah. and mm. and you know like wow you went through that wow but that one's chapter six of somebody of that someone wrote in chapter six is six sixty thousand people can relate to that wow. mm -hmm. chapter seven 
30,000 people could relate right, to. Chapter right. 10, 100,000 people. It's that same story. Like, this me. I'm that same right, dude. Right. So, you know, it's just powerful to know that the end, wow, and he still came out of it. He man, didn't quit. Man. He didn't leave his kids. Man. He didn't quit his job. He didn't kill his supervisor. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. like me. I could have, I could have, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just <laughs> supervisor. Yeah. I'm saying, uh, I could. You confess it? Come on, hold on. He's forgiven. Like, he's I, I could have been forgiven. that dude. <laughs> right, right, right. Like, for 24 years, you working for somebody and you... How many people work go every Monday? Yep. Go to a place that they hate. Yep. But they like, I, and I say it all the time. More people would fulfill their dreams mm-hmm. if money wasn't a problem. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't, if it wasn't, money wasn't an issue. Bills, kind of, yeah. you know, all that. Then everybody would do it. But when you think about how can fulfilling my dream pay my bills, mm. people say. I yeah, don't see it. Right. So that's 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 what this book mainly is about. Man, powerful, powerful, bro, bro, brother Steve. Man, talk yes. to us, man. If you, you know, you know, you know, first, you know, bless us a little bit with with, with your story. You know, a, a little bit about who you are. You know, so the audience can kind of get acquainted with okay, you. Okay, great. What an honor again to be here to to PK for allowing me to be a part of this uh, project. My name is Stephen Carter. I'm born and raised in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, I serve as the senior pastor of Mount Arid Church. And part of my story is in this book, I talk about rejection. Mm. I learned at the age of 13 that I was adopted. Mm. And as a consequence, that sent me just through various emotional swings, mental swings, psychological things, swings. I could never understand why would my biological parents, you know, give me up. Mm. And I started joining gangs. I started uh, engaging in various crime activities, sold drugs for three days. You know, I just realized if my father found out, he's going to kill me. So <laughs> I, I quickly I quickly corrected myself. But in my mind, I thought that, you know, my biological parents gave me up. So obviously my adopted parents are going to give me up. And so I was trying to do everything to expedite the process of this being rejected. And over the years, I when I graduated from Thomas Jefferson High School, went on to Morehouse College. College, and then graduated from there and uh, earned a master's degree from Duke University. Mm. And I was sharing with my brother in the back that all of these successes that I had were pretty much driven out of insecurities. Mm. I was trying to prove to my parents who I'd never met mm. that you gave up the wrong child or wow. you gave up. So I was trying to satisfy someone who was invisible mm. instead of loving those who accepted me and adopted me and mm. cared for me. Uh, just to give you a, a brief uh, when I was born, I was born prematurely with um, six surgeries in the first five months of my life. Yeah. And uh, I was supposed to die at, a year, at, at the age of a year or younger. Yeah. People would come adopt me and uh, they would say, no, we don't want him. He's going to die. Yeah. They put me on television as an unwanted child. And uh, my parents went and looked at me and the doctor said, well, you want to go with another child because he's not going to live to be a year old. And by the time you adopt him... Uh, he would have passed, and you have to start the process all over again. So my father said, what happens when he passed away? And they say he'll be buried in Pottersville. And my father said, well, we'll adopt him so that he'll die with the family. Oh, well, I'm 42 wow. years old now, so obviously wow. the doctors were wrong. Lessons, lessons. But I still live see with this about pain. about that crying, man? I'm seeing you trying to be tough because the cameras are on. So I'm like, I'm like being tough. <laughs> and so I live with, but I still live with this pain because what I've discovered is that People never reject you. They reject the responsibility that comes connected to you. Mm. And as a consequence, I, I tried to, you know, just, you know, make myself bigger than whatever I was. I tried to appear to be this or that. And I lived like this for 30-something years. Mm. And I couldn't love people. I wouldn't let love in. You could think I'm close to you and I could cut you off like you never existed. And it took various tragedies in my life to help me understand that I need to deal with this issue. The tragedy that got me to the point of writing the book was at the age of 33, um, I went to see my biological parents for the first time. It was scheduled. I was supposed to meet them for the first time. You couldn't tell me anything. I was excited. I told my church. I told my family. So I get to the social worker's office, and she comes out and says, Mr. Carter, bad news. I said, what's that? She said, they, they decided that they don't want to meet you. Yeah. And so that, that threw me back to the age of 13. Now, here I was a pastor supposed to teach people how to love and forgive but I got in the car and I said every cuss word that I remembered and that I made up and (laughs) I was in so much pain and uh, my mentor said you need to do something positive because if you don't process your pain you're going to destroy your future and that's when I discovered that past pains can mess up promised futures if Mm. not dealt with properly. Say that again. again. Past pains can mess up promised futures if not dealt with uh, properly and so I penned this book and I was so honest in this book I I just thought I was writing this book to me Mm. it was like I was writing it to myself and I went to therapy and let me just say this for those who are listening therapy is not a sign that you're crazy Mm. 
Therapy is a sign that you love yourself enough to keep from going crazy. Mm. And so I finished this book, and as God would have it, it touched so many people's lives, and there's so many people dealing with rejection. And if you're listening to this, I want you to understand, rejection is a temporary experience. Mm. Please don't make it an eternal destination. Mm. Man, you know you're a pastor. You got them bars. You got, <laughs> the, you got the pastor bars. You be like, yeah, say it again, pastor. <laughs> no, I appreciate you. And so you, you so, so, you know, even being part of you know, suited for success book. You also re- wrote your own book. What's the name of your book? Resurrection from rejection. Resurrection Healing from rejection. seven areas of rejection in your life. Wow. Nice, nice. Brother Aaron. Yes. Talk to us, man. You know, th- you know. Let's let let the let the people get acquainted. Who you are, your story as well. Well, I'm. Um, my name is Aaron Sean Jenkins. My father, father of four. My wife uh, of 21 years. Yvette Jenkins. She's a singer. Um, what, what led me to uh, joining into, you know, writing, helping to write with Students for Success was um, my story. Mm-hmm. It was very interesting in terms of what I thought success was about. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes growing up in, I guess growing up anywhere, but in Bed-Stuy, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. if you had the flashiest car, mm-hmm. if you had the flashiest clothes, if you, you know, had more than five pair of sneakers you know if you had a pair of sneakers for every day of the week you were you know you were successful but um it took for me to to learn over the years that success is not about having a lot of money Mm -hmm. but being successful at what you do can make you a lot of money and um you know i i picked that up from one of uh one of my favorite authors uh, earl nightingale Mm -hmm. yes and and how um you know, if you you become exactly what you think about and what you ponder mm. on, you you, know, if you don't if you don't control what's coming in, what comes out is almost innate. Mm. So mm. if you don't uh, become more more enthusiastic about what you want to see, what you don't want to see could end up taking mm. over. So mm. we have you know even even with you know the tragedy that took place in the Bronx a couple of weeks ago uh-huh. with Junior mm-hmm. yeah rest in peace these young men i i i really honestly in their heart of hearts i don't believe that all of them had the intent to go down the road that they're going down right now right but because of not knowing where they were supposed to be right they ended up in this mm-hmm. you know conundrum now so right. now they're forever railroaded so now you have so many people railroaded because of a quote unquote misunderstanding right but where do we go from here? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? What, what are we looking for in life? And, and what is your version of success? So what I try to, you know, what I tried to pin in my chapter was for people to understand that you, you have to understand what your version of success is mm-hmm. so that when you when you are in it, you can appreciate it mm-hmm. and become present. I'm a counselor mm-hmm. by profession. So my job is to help people remain present. Mm-hmm. Um, oftentimes people that live in the past too much mm-hmm. they go through depression mm-hmm. uh, people that live too far into the future go through anxiety mm-hmm. so my job is to help keep, keep you in the present wow. and keep you in the moment so that you can understand that your purpose is greater than your own wow. mm-hmm. what you may even think at that moment it may take for you to be able to look back in hindsight and realize that your, the vision that, that you've been put here for mm-hmm. is much deeper than you could ever imagine wow that is so powerful. That's so profound because, you know, I always I, I talk I talk about that a lot about, you know, focusing on now. Right. Mm-hmm. Focusing on today because it's the only thing that you can control. Right. right. Because right. even when tomorrow comes, it's running still from you still today. today right. Yeah. Uh, but but the way you just put it was yes. so profound. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if you if you if you focus on. You know, the past too much, you, you know, was it depression? You get depressed, you get yeah. depressed right? Mm-hmm. Thinking about how things used to be right. and not focusing on what things are right now. I and if you take focus that. too much, right? I got to take future, that. Right? I will take that. that. I take that. Man. Thank so you clear. for helping me on <laughs> <Yeah>. Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I'm telling you, like, you might, you might see that in a book somewhere. I may not. I'm not sure. You know what I'm saying? I'm not sure. How you doing? The first time you say, like, like I heard Sean say. The second time, like, I heard somebody say. Right. You know they sound like I always like say. <laughs> they say they say they say smart people are those who cite others. Geniuses are those who don't. Right, exactly, exactly. I might have to be a genius. It's not a problem with me because I believe in the right to copy. That. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. And so, PK, talk to us, man. Like, you know, um, now putting this project together, um, you know, what what what's you know, what are some things that you learned? 
from putting the project together and what are you most proud of right it's 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 you know it's, it, became, it started as an idea mm -hmm. you know i know it wasn't a, it wasn't an easy thing trying to get all these people together you know so talk to us about the process a little bit um the process actually started last february because um, I finished uh, Sade's book. Actually, the book is called Renegotiating Greatness, tw uh, 21 Steps to uh, a Better You. So I, that book uh, finished around February. And then I said, well, let me immediately start. You know, while something's hot, right. you want to jump on it. So I said, let me immediately start on this because I know I figured it was going to be easier than it was. Mm -hmm. I don't know why I thought that. <laughs> but I think, you know, 25 guys, you put them together, boom, 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 get the chat, boom, boom. It totally, it was, it was, it was, <laughs> it was <laughs> like, oh, yeah, Lord, yeah, Lord. exactly. Because, you know, everybody has schedule. Everybody's busy. Everybody's doing something. So just putting that whole process together, getting the chapters, and then you get it to the publisher. Um, we, we published through Purposely Created. They did an excellent job. Yes. But it's just the whole process of going back. Shani was patient with us. Uh, Towers, she did an excellent job. But um, just they have to edit. You know, you wrote books before. You got to edit. Yep. So imagine you get your edit back and you got to write. Imagine 25 guys right, getting the edit right. back and they got to check it. Ooh. Then I had to go through everybody's chapter and check and send it back. Then the second round. Yep. So, I mean, it was just, and then I'm also, um, I left my DMV job last year. Nice. So I'm putting in major work for that suit you. Nice. And I'm doing so, you know, social media work for people. So it's just a lot going on. You know, my wife, tw uh, 25 years. I got. I, 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 I was going to say something about that, right? Because I saw on your Facebook page that you were like, happy 25th anniversary. Right, right, right. PK, you look, tw you look 30, bro. <laughs> so I'm like, wait, hold on. Did he get, we got married at 13. <laughs> like, like, but, but yeah. go ahead. I, yeah, yeah. I just wanted to say that. So shout out to my, to my wife, definitely. Because none of this is possible. Yeah, the without twins. Uh, twin boys, yep. uh, nine years old. None of this is possible without having somebody who understands. And, like, you know, even tonight, here, go out, go, to, go up to Harlem. You know, right. I'll take Because you, you have to have that, that understanding. So That's shout cool. out to definitely, um, definitely appreciate, definitely love her patience and understanding. Yeah. So just putting it together is just, um, it was a definitely process. But to say right now that I can actually hold a book yeah. in my hand. That I can actually, you know, tell people about it. Right. And that, not only that, being around the guys. Right. Like on this show, we have this. We go to another show, maybe another group of guys. But mm -hmm. just having everybody have that voice yeah. where they can say, share that story, powerful story. He can yeah. share that powerful story. I mean, to me, I always say, people always say, well, it's lonely at the top, lonely at the top. I always mm -hmm. say, it's never lonely at the top if you take, take people, people with you. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And going back to the whole idea that women always have these empowerment situations, yes. Yes. why do you think it's lacking when it comes to men? Actually, we, uh, I speak about that a little bit in the book. And from my personal experience, growing up in Brooklyn in the 80s and 90s is totally different than Brooklyn. And not that Brooklyn mm -hmm. is soft. <laughs> but back then Brooklyn was extremely hard and my friends like we didn't we were we we didn't give each other a break. You couldn't right. be off your game right. for 1 minute. You if Not you had a, if you had something wrong with your pants, they was going to mess yep. with you. clown you. Something wrong with your father. They messed with you in your father. Yeah. I mean, we were relentless. Right, right. No, no, we didn't give anybody a break. Yeah. Like even when you sell, he deserved a break. We didn't give, give him a break. break. We right, stayed right, on right, him. Right. So when you grow up like that as a kid, you just you grow up with certain resistance yeah. like mm -hmm. to I can't share nothing with this man. You can't be vulnerable. He 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 he'll kill me. Right. You know, I can't cry you know i can't yeah. when we if we saw somebody cry ah! exactly. like we even if we you had a reason to cry that's a fact. Mm. Yeah. it was it was it was it was destroy yeah. now kill yeah. yeah so i mean now kid young men who grew up like that mm -hmm. now grown men they're grown men but they still have those same issues so i can't share i can't build i can't be vulnerable with you because you'll make fun of me you'll ridicule me so a lot of that comes from not coming together i i, I believe women have a lot of time they, they they share with each other a lot as as young when they're young and when they get older they yeah. share so it's mm -hmm. easier for them to build when we when men grow up like that not being able to trust one another or share we, we grow up the same way i go to a lot of networking events and sometimes i meet guys and you know I, i'll go up to somebody and say hey what's going on how you doing and you you know when you can say when, when a guy says that to you when you know he don't want to be bothered right, you right, know right. he'll give you that hey what's going on yeah yeah yeah. Uh, he, he don't want he don't right, he don't right. it's a networking event of course but he don't want to he's not networking so he don't want to build right. but that's how a lot of guys are and a lot of that is because of the way we grew up, mm. the way we were trained. We didn't have those examples. And even if we had those examples, my father, he just passed a couple of months ago. Sorry, yeah. But um, he wasn't he wasn't even that type of 
men because the way he grew up that would hug and, sh- and love mm-hmm. and that's just the way they grew up so we grew up grew up like that now i'm because i've learned other things from my father and i've grown in different ways i my kids i'm always hugging them mm-hmm. i'm always kissing yeah. them but yeah. that's because we have to it takes you have to break the cycle right so this book i believe helps us to break the cycle help men to you know shed that emotions that they had before where they felt they couldn't come together it's for men but it's also for for everybody because right. it tells a story that everybody needs to hear yeah and one of the reasons why i was excited about this book uh, especially being termed you know suited for success i was sharing with a mutual friend of ours i said what i really enjoy about this is that most people know pk for gathering suits mm-hmm. to to allow men to wear externally right. mm. but now he's pulling st- stories together that's actually going to dress men up internally mm-hmm. uh, to succeed against all odds. Because a lot of times, you know, you can look good on the outside, you know, aesthetically. Right. And just be torn down on the inside. And that's what we see so many of. There's so many people. You can just look at the news. There's so many people. They, they, they have it all. They have the clothes. They have the cars. They have the degrees. They have the careers. But they're empty on the inside. Mm-hmm. And so what I loved about this book was you had brothers coming together to share various stories so that regardless of where you are, you could find yourself on this page. And I always let people know that I'm not, and I'm not trying to sound churchy, but I always let people know if God can do it for one person, he could do it for you. And so for them seeing people succeeding against all odds, it allows them to reach back and realize, you know what? I can succeed. I can excel. I can rise above this. I can become successful uh, in my own right. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I really enjoyed this story because it's helping people rise above, you know, whatever they're dealing with. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's powerful. And Aaron, you said something earlier that, you know, I, I thought was pretty profound or, or you know, you, you were alluding to the fact that people need to define success mm-hmm. for themselves right and so you know i i, I, I want to ask each of you guys uh, and we'll start with you aaron what what is your definition of success for me being able to spend time with my family that's paramount for me um i grew up an only child but because of i grew up my mom's only child but because of my dad i'm one of eight mm. i didn't meet my siblings until 31 mm-hmm. Um, that journey in and of itself is going to be in a book. Mm. Um, but this here allowed me to kind of compartmentalize my journey in reference to, you know, in high school, you're trying to find yourself. I went to boys and girls high school. Um, you're trying to find yourself. I had a, 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 a super dope principal in Frank Mickens who mm-hmm. my mm-hmm. wife went there actually too. Oh, okay. She grew up in Best Eye. My, right. my brother yeah. went there too, Jamel. Oh, all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, BK's in the house. I mean, <laughs> I'm not from Harlem, but I'm just saying, because I mean, y'all outnumber me. So. <laughs> but, um, but like the the generation that we came up in, if you remember, I mean, even in Best Style, our, our thing was we wanted to be somebody. Mm-hmm. We wanted mm-hmm. to be able to, you know, we only got the most expensive clothes because it made you feel like you was dope. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Um, but if you if you really had swag, you learned later on, you didn't have to keep mm-hmm. up with everybody else mm-hmm. in order to be, you know, dope or right. fresh, right. what we was considering back then. Right. Um, for me, my journey with, with, with writing the book um, helped, helped me to see that in the absence of my dad, mm-hmm. I had other men. That I believe were were put in my path. Mm-hmm. Um, I grew up, you know, I could have grew up feeling a way about my dad, but um, as I look back, you know, you, you hear the stories how you know, you know, young black men grow up without their dad and stuff like that. And as I would hear the stories, I'm thinking to myself, he wasn't there, but it's not like I lacked mm-hmm. right, male leadership. Right. You know what I mean? So I was able to count my blessings. By seeing that, you know, there was something much bigger than me on the horizon. So even in high school, I was able to work for the YMCA um, as a as a, a, a re- director of recreation. Uh-huh. I'm in high school and I'm I'm counseling and, and peer counseling people that I go to school with. Right. Uh-huh. Um, then I had opportunities in the summer to work for IBM, to work with uh, Kenny Shoe Corporation, who owned Foot Locker and every, all these other things. So I had relationships that put me in the right space. Uh-huh. And it was a matter of me owning that mm-hmm. and understanding that for what I'm doing right now, this is success. Right. Um, 
being always, present. Right. Mm, being right. present and, in the and, moment. And enjoying yeah. that moment. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and did I want to make more money? Absolutely. Yeah. But once I realized that the money wasn't making me happy, mm. once I was on Wall Street in the, um, in the mid-90s, I'm like, I'm not feeling fulfilled. Mm. You know what I mean? It was, it, 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 I wanted more to do with the relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I wanted more in reference to that community effort. You know, and some of the things that I found, you know, um, fulfillment. Mm-hmm. So when it came to helping families and things of that nature, um, I had that opportunity with uh, uh, the community-based organization that I work with, Christian Cultural Center, mm-hmm. um, and and my mentor there, Pastor Reverend Dr. A. R. Bernard. Yeah, that's mine as well. Yeah. One of the yeah. most superb people you can meet. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And he'd be the first to tell you, don't put me on a pedestal. It's too mm-hmm. short, right. and I might fall off. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Right. I have right. issues and. Right. Um, what I was able to glean from him is that even though he could influence hundreds of thousands, millions of people over the years, mm-hmm. his family mm-hmm. was always first. Mm-hmm. He always kept family mm-hmm. first. So for me, instead of being able to make, you know, a whole bunch of money, it was more important to me to be at my son's basketball game. Mm-hmm. Never missed a game. Yeah. All right. Forgive me. I missed one. Mm-hmm. I forgot to tell me. <laughs> but, you know, when my boys had different things to do, I was afforded the opportunity to be there right. and, and not have to worry about how the bills were going to get paid and not mm-hmm. have to worry about how, because I had, I had, you know, I had value. Right. So I was able to make my schedule work mm-hmm. so that I could be there for my family. And mm-hmm. that, to me, was how I was able to remain present and understand that that was my definition of success. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Love it. Love it. Love it. Brother Steve. Success for me is, I heard one person put it like this, when you show up, make sure all of you show up. Mm. A lot of times we, we engage in various professions, various careers, and we, we bring half of ourselves. I'll just tell you my story. Uh, I used to serve on staff in, in Houston, Texas at a mega church, 12,000 members. So when God called me back to New York, I was like wrestling, like, Lord, I don't want to go back to New York. Mm-hmm. Like, can we work this out? Mm-hmm. And obviously... I obeyed him and came back. And so pastoring in Brooklyn, New York, my home church, uh, where I was born and raised, it was a challenge at first because, you know, the the East Coast is different than the South. Mm -hmm. So the church wasn't growing as fast as I wanted it to. And I was constantly saying, you know what, I could be in the South and I can do this. And I realized that I was basing my success up, up, up by comparing what I was doing mm. to other ministries mm. versus focusing on what God had called me to do. Mm. So I think success is one, making sure that you are responsible to your assignment mm. and not comparing yourself Man, to others. Powerful, yes. Because when you look at others, you never know what they have to do to maintain mm. what they have. Mm-hmm. And you never know what you what God is calling you to do. If God called you to do it, he'll equip you for it. Mm. And I've discovered that when you remain in your assignment and on your assignment and you're fully there, that's when God sends everything that you need mm-hmm. because if God called you to something mm-hmm. but you're not fully passionate about it, mm-hmm. he's not going to send the resources that you need to succeed because if he does, it would be mishandled mm-hmm. because it's going to be taken by someone who's not even happy mm-hmm. to be where they are. Mm-hmm. So to flip back, I would argue those who are dealing with rejection, you have to accept that rejection is a chapter mm-hmm of your life but rising above the rejection becomes the book of your life mm. how do you turn a temporary moments you know into learning experience to go to the next level mm. i don't care who we are again i'm a pastor so i have to keep it biblical mm. every story that we're inspired by in the bible be it david and goliath be it um uh, the mother with the the, the child, child who was dead jesus brought them back to life be it the blind man no matter which story you see all of them have experiences that they would have never selected for themselves. Mm-hmm. But had they not gone through what they went through, we would not be inspired by them. So mm-hmm. sometimes I think God allow us to go through challenges, not for us, but so that our stories mm-hmm. can become a blessing to others to help them, quote unquote, succeed. Yeah. So to wrap it back up, success is taking your life and allowing God to take all of your pieces together mm-hmm. and use it to bring light mm-hmm. to other individuals so that he could get the glory. Man, man, it's only, it's only three. This is three to twenty-five. That's not even the whole twenty-five. Oh, I, know. I need a book on on, on the three. <laughs> PK, talk to me, man. Success. Oh man, success. It's success, man. I, I'm I'm all emotional now, yeah. man, because I just see like the big picture, and um, yeah. success to me is being able to, after working somewhere, I always go back to it, but after working somewhere for twenty-four years, man. 
24 years yeah. 20 mm-hmm. almost 25 years yeah and 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 going there and not at first you're excited about it you know i got a new job i'm happy i'm happy mm-hmm. to be here i'm yeah. excited at six seven eight years right. you know you know 13 14 years right. 18 7 19 <laughs> years <laughs> you like like honestly speaking it's that point where you feel this is it yeah i'm i'm trapped yeah. I actually wrote an article in the Huffington Post called uh, Elderpreneur. Mm. And it's about after you reach a certain age, some people really believe that it's too late to make mm. that right turn. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. They're like, that's it. You know, I'm, this is it. You know, my, my, my dream, whatever I want to do is over. And I didn't feel that way. I really got to the point where I was there when I was there at Motor Vehicle. Like I was really going through the motion. Yeah. I got on the train. I'm going, and I hate to say it, but I was practically, I was doing more stuff for DMV, I mean, for that suit you, than I was doing for the people that pay me. Right, right, right. <laughs> and that's terrible. Right. But, I mean, so it had to come to an end where I was like, this is it, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. But success to me is being able to have an idea mm-hmm. and then bring that, materialize it, and now you have it, and people love it. Like, Jay, mm-hmm. I think Jay-Z said it one time before, he said I was just, I made up this song in my basement mm-hmm. and now millions of people all over the world mm-hmm. singing it. Yeah. Like, that's something that didn't, something that didn't exist. Right. That's, that's God given. God Absolutely. has given you something. Mm-hmm. And when we don't take what God has given us, mm-hmm. it, was, it was like today, my wife, she bought a chair from Amazon. It came and, and I'm thinking, I'm just going to open a box, the chair, <laughs> boom. <laughs> it was all in pieces. Right. Yep. So yep. what's the first thing I had to do? I had to go to yep. the instructions. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And every single one of those pieces had a, Purpose. A, a purpose mm. to make that chair, mm. but a lot of times people yeah, people don't the bring their pieces to the game. <laughs> right, no? right. So we sitting in rocky chairs. Right. Mm. We yeah. sometimes we don't even have a chair. Right. Because you didn't bring you didn't bring what you're supposed to bring. And if I if we don't bring what we're supposed to bring, if I didn't bring this book, if I don't bring that suit you, if I don't bring what I'm supposed, you don't you're not passing the church. You're not doing we the we missing we missing mm. stuff. Right. People the people who we're supposed to affect, mm. they're not getting it. So we all have to have, it's going to take courage. Mm. It's going to take resiliency. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you're fulfilling your purpose. Um, when you was working, when I was with DMV, no matter how mad I was or how happy I was, every two weeks I had something waiting right. for me. Mm-hmm. Right, right. They was giving me something yeah. every two weeks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, listen, there's some days where you up. Right. Oh, man, I'm good. Right, right. Honey, let's right. go. Let's, 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 with yeah. Benny Hanna, where right, you want right, to go, baby? Right, we right. Going, let's go. Let's go. Yeah. And some days it's like. Them, in, them invoices no they where's the check check the mail what's right. going on right but you have to be able to that can't stop you from bringing and your pieces to the game right. you have to bring you have to bring somebody said it i forgot who i heard on on youtube said i think it was gary v mm-hmm. he said you gotta find out whatever it is you called to do yep and then yep. once you find that out mm-hmm. don't ever stop make it until it yep. becomes a reality Absolutely. that's what we gotta do and i'll give you a jay-z quote sometimes you up Sometimes you're down. As long as you stay the same, it'll come back around. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. All right. People all right. <laughs> he said something that was so powerful was that most most people in, in, in life, they try to avoid bitter moments. Mm. They're always trying to avoid bitter moments. No one wants to experience bitter experiences. But I was jokingly thinking about I just started this uh, juicing process, right? Mm. And so they had all these ingredients, ginger and all this other stuff. And uh, it tastes nasty. <laughs> it tastes nasty separated. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But when you put it together and shake it up, mm-hmm. then it tastes great. Mm-hmm. And what I discovered is that a lot of times people have these little bitter moments in their lives and they never shake it up to make their life sweet. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that all of those ingredients is actually what's going to make your life um, sweet. Mm-hmm. And so I think if we can encourage people how to take those bitter moments yes. because truthfully if you never had bitter moments you would never appreciate the great moments right. yeah. it's not until you had you know ups and it's like it's not until you you missed the bill right. that you're yeah. able to be thankful you can pay the next Absolutely. bill and have money in Absolutely. your pocket Absolutely. so I think all of these things it's, it's a, you know create movie, success it's a movie quote there I hate to interrupt but you remind me of uh Eddie Murphy in um, Vampire in Brooklyn <laughs> when, when he said if every day is a sunny day then what's a sunny day? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That, right, that's right, pretty much right, it. Yeah, right, yeah. Right. So it's just, it's just, it's just and, li- and listening to these stories, yeah. it's just so amazing because one thing it helps us understand, most of us wear masks. Uh-huh. All of us. Be it you wear a mask on your job, you wear a mask. As she said, people wear these personalities and when you meet them, you're like, who's that person? And I think if we can get comfortable 
with learning how to take off our mask and let people see us mm. and not the representation, so many people can be helped and so many lives can be transformed. Mm. Awesome. Man, I'm so grateful that you guys all define success without money mm. because I think we are led to believe um, or even fed that idea that the more money you have, the more stuff you have, the happier mm. you will be. So yeah. I appreciate that. And I'm looking forward to the Suited for Success conference. Oh, man. The Suited for <laughs> Success documentary. It's a lot. I'm excited about it. And we got somebody who can really help out <laughs> in that process. That's what's up. That's what's up. Yes. Yes. That's what's up. marketing, baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's I'm looking up. forward to and it. And so as, as we, you know, as we... Uh, you know, wrap up and, and, and really encourage people uh, to check out, you know, Suited for Success. Uh, you know, you know, think about when it's all said and done, right? So, you, you know, you've lived your life and you are at a place where you've done everything, you know, that, that you were called to do on this earth. Um, what, is, what is the one message that you are giving to you know, whoever, you know, young people, people that are coming behind you, whatever the case may be. What is that message about life? What is that message, right, to to create that inner suit for success? What is that message that you're giving to, to folks? The message I want to give to my sons and to the future is that you have options. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of times I didn't think I had options. I thought I had to go this route. And if you don't go this route, you a failure. Mm. If you don't work for the company for 25 years and then retire, mm. you're a failure. Mm. You did it wrong. And that's not necessarily true. Not only that, you know, people say, well, you, I'm building this company and then I want to turn it over to my kids. I don't mean, maybe they don't want it. Mm. That's the thing. We, we often try to make somebody live a life that they don't want to live. Mm. And so we think this, you know, this is successful. Like my, my parents' success was working this company and then you retire. No, f not for me. Maybe my kids, they don't want to have this uh maybe they maybe they want to do something different so know that you have options and you have a choice to do what it is that you want to do don't ever think that you're stuck in a particular way that idea that you always c keep coming up and you maybe talk yourself out of it go for it is the reason it keeps coming up in you you have to bring that to pass you have to manifest that because people need that mm -hmm. there's some people that need what you got you ain't think i don't have anything well what do i have to give you have you have things in you that mm -hmm. people need to hear you have a story that needs to be told you have a uh, something that happened to you that seemed tragic that mm -hmm. somebody needs to hear that mm -hmm. somebody's about to commit suicide because you didn't say you didn't tell your story. You mm. didn't share with them. You didn't open your mouth. There are things that need to be heard and you, things you need to bring to pass. But you have to have the courage and know that you have options. Not only that, share with other people. Mm. I, you know, I could have wrote a book by myself, mm. but I said, you know what? I want to I want to write a book with of other people. I want to have this collaboration. Mm. So you can do things by yourself, but I believe you could do greater things mm. with more people. Man, powerful. Brother Steve. I would... <laughs> I would uh, share with people, never, never allow your right now to bury your not yet. Ooh, say that one more time. Um, never allow your right now to bury your not yet. Mm. And what I mean by that, that don't allow what people perceive or pro project onto you to cause you to lose focus on your future. My high school guidance counselor, I attended Thomas Jefferson High School in Brooklyn, New York, which was one of the worst high schools during that time. And my high school guidance counselor told me, that I wasn't smart enough for college. He said, you'll never succeed. You, you, you don't even need to apply. So, this was my guidance counselor who told me I wasn't smart enough uh, to go to college. Needless to say, you know, um, I, I applied to Morehouse College. They didn't accept me. I flew down there and told them they made a mistake. And so I got in and graduated and returned to, uh, to the high school as the commencement speaker. Wow. And the uh, guidance counselor was on... Uh, the stage, and when I was speaking to the high school class, I said, "You can succeed." I said, "Because that man right there." <laughs> oh! <laughs> I could not. Um, I said, "I stand wow. here to let you know I did graduate from the college <laughs> that you said I couldn't get accepted." Wow. And then obviously, face you know, drop. His face drop. <laughs> right? uh, and he got switched out of the school. Wow. Um, wow. And so I say that to say that man. you know whatever you whatever you focus on. Uh, you can achieve yes. that if God has placed it in your heart, you can achieve. Remember, sometimes people are only afraid of your success because it reminds them of their failure. Woo. And so you got to learn how I would say to put it in one simple word. 
you can live beyond your life limitations mm. if you don't limit your living. Mm. Brother Aaron. Um, if I could leave one one statement with uh, with the people, it would be: if you want your dreams to come true, you gotta wake up. Mm. You know, so right to dream. Yep. So right to have visions, but you gotta wake up. You gotta own it. You gotta realize that at some point, you have to be willing to do the work. Mm-hmm. Um, I forget who said it, but success only comes before work in the dictionary. Mm. Yes. So if you're not willing to do the work then don't assume that success is just going to overtake yeah. you. Right. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And, and right. you know, you have so many people living the day that, that, that adopt to the mindset that, you know, so many, why do bad things happen to good people? Mm-hmm. And it's like, bad things happen to everybody. Mm-hmm. Right. It's a matter of what do you do about it mm-hmm. when it comes your way. Mm-hmm. And, and to realize that struggle and adversity don't come to destroy you. They come to show you what you're yep. made of. Man. And once you realize what you're made of, it's up to you to push forward and push beyond. So that you can succeed. Man, man, man. Round of applause yes. for the powerful men. Just three. L- let's listen, guys. That's just three. This is just three. <laughs> That's just three of the powerhouses in Suited for Success. Brother Aaron, if people wanted to connect with you, where can they find you? You can find me, uh you can find me through Instagram, Irrational One. Um, E-A-R-A-T-I-O-N-A-L-O-N-E, Irrational One, or you can reach me via uh, email at ajenkinsmhs at yahoo.com. That's A-J-E-N-K-I-N-S at MHS at yahoo.com. Powerful. Brother Steve, people want to connect with you. Where can they find you? You can reach me on social media at Stephen Carter. That's S-T-E-V-E-N Carter, N-Y. Or you can reach me at our church website, which is Mount Arrow Church, M-O-U-N-T, A-R-A-R-A-T Church dot com um, or you can reach me at Facebook slash forward slash M-A-B-C-B-K lastly you can reach me on my email which is S-E-Carter 98 at AOL dot com AOL fast out to <laughs> hey, you hey listen hey hey listen I'm loyal yes, I'm loyal yes, I'm loyal I'm yes, loyal <laughs> brother PK so first uh, you know thank you for all that you do we appreciate thank the you, work man. that you're doing out here appreciate if someone that. wanted to you know gain access to the book where can they find the book and then also you know tell <laughs> tell people where they can find you as well uh, you can actually find me on uh, at that suit you that's t-h-a-t-s-u-i-t-s-y-o-u and also at uh, pk kersey p-k-k-e-r-s-e-y so those social media at that sushu and at PK Kersey. Uh, you can also buy the book on Amazon. So suited for success on Amazon, or you can contact me on those social media outlets. You can also contact these gentlemen for uh, copies of the book. Uh, July twenty first. Yes. We have a, a photo shoot. A nice photo shoot video shoot i will have a suit by the way (laughs) (laughs) in front of uh brooklyn public library and uh grand army plaza so that's the same day actually as curl fest i believe so once we leave there we probably walk down there for a little even though we'd be in suits probably take the ties (laughs) off (laughs) but um so july 21st at three o'clock um in front of brooklyn public library we're doing a photo shoot for the book so it should be a nice turnout we're gonna try to have all 25 gentlemen there that's not easy some guys all over but we're gonna try to have as many as possible but uh and i definitely want to thank you guys Guys for having us yes, on. Thank you. I appreciate, you. I appreciate you opening up your airwaves to allow us to just share some things. Absolutely. Well, thank you for being here. We appreciate it. Another that. round of applause. <laughs> All right, so it's that time. Yes. Uh, Miss Tashima Jones, where can the people find you? You can find me at TashimaJones.com. All of my social media and contact information can be found there. And me, I am Ash Cash. Make sure you visit me, I am Ashcash.com. Become my friend on Facebook, Facebook.com slash I am Ashcash. Follow me on Twitter, Twitter.com slash I am Ashcash. And I'm on Instagram too, Instagram.com slash I am Ashcash. Till next week, same time, same, same place. place. Peace. You are now tuned in to the Ash Cash Show. Your number one source for financial motivation. Get your mind and your money right.